0: This episode of The Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining into The Mother Loving Future Show. It's Amber and Jenna here. Hello. And Hello. I gotta admit, I'm pretty nervous about today's topic. I have my heart beating fast. I feel a little, oh gosh. It's on the love-hate war of vaccinations. And I think I feel nervous because this is such a heated topic. It's polarizing too. People like will hate you for what you think so in either direction. let me begin by saying, please don't hate us for having an opinion. We are really approaching this from a neutral space. We are not pro um, pro or against anything. We are simply two moms exploring this topic. Because and it's
0: relevant for us because we have little kids and mm-hmm. we need
1: to, you know, figure out what we're going to do about this. Yeah. And this is just our opinion. This isn't the way to do anything.
0: And it's not even our opinion. We're just like exploring it with you. We're just yeah. you're just gonna hear our conversation about it, and you know, hopefully yeah, that will just be.
1: Don't hate us. <laughs> <laughs> so um, great! Thanks for being with us today, Jenna. Do you have a definition on this very heated topic for us today? Yeah, I do. Great. So
0: the love hate war on vaccinations. A very heated political, moral, and wellness conversation that has people, especially mothers, <laughs> feeling very strongly on mm-hmm. either side of the debate. Yes. And I, I'll just say that I'm in the middle. Like, I truly am in the middle of this. I don't feel strongly on one or the other side. I mean... We'll see. Well, we'll we'll talk it out. See where it goes. But yeah, we're not like advocating one or the other side here. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So
1: let's talk about why it's such a heated topic. I personally think that all mothers intuitively want the best for their children and they are wired that way. They're hardwired to protect their kids and that's where the passion is coming from. One way or the other, they either think vaccinations everyone should be vaccinated because if their kid isn't vaccinated, then it could affect their kid. And they're wanting to protect their child and you know, obviously one well, well-being say, for everyone.
0: I'm just curious though, like if your kid is vaccinated, why do you care if other people aren't? Because supposedly your kid has the vaccine. So the only people it really affects negatively are kids with compromised immune systems who cannot actually get the vaccine. That's who you, the, you know that's who they're trying to protect,
1: right? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I think that... um, Well, we'll... We'll get further into I, I personally think that the heat and the passion mm-hmm. on this topic just comes from a good place. So if you have a friend that has a opposing idea to you on this topic, don't take it personally. It's not about you. They're coming from a good place trying to protect Absolutely. their kid. And they probably Absolutely. want the best for you as well. Each My entire um, approach to this topic is that every single human every single child human has a unique constitution that constitution is going to react to certain things that it's, vaccinations may affect them and they may not affect them. They may have in regards to adverse reactions.
0: Yeah, it was just like as with anything, like with Tylenol. You know, you could give Tylenol to like 100 people and they're all fine, but then like you give it to that 101st person and
1: they could have an allergic reaction to it. That's it. Just anything. So not one mold fits all. Mm-hmm. And I think that as parents, the smartest way to approach Everything when it comes down to making the right choice for our children are to tap into your intuition and understand your child's unique bio-individuality, bioindividuality, and decide in your gut, is this going to serve them as medicine or could this be harmful for their constitution? And the mothers know best. They know better than the doctors when it comes down to... Knowing their child and knowing their uniqueness.
0: Absolutely. Doctors are doing the same one size fits all for every child. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is definitely not the case. That's not
0: the case of constitutions. Yeah.
1: And you can apply that obviously to food, diet, sleep training stuff, vaccinations, social Even things.
0: A, a banana or a peanut, you know, yeah, like a peanut could be delicious food for one person and could literally be kill, toxic kill, for kill the someone next else. kid. You know? So it's just, it's so dependent.
1: Every single thing is dependent, even down Mm. to a peanut Mm. on bioindividuality. How many, do you ever discuss this topic with friends? Because I avoid discussing (laughs) this topic with friends because I know how crazy people get on it.
0: Yeah, I think totally avoid it. I I talk about it with (laughs) you. Um, You're one of the only people I talk to. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, Yeah, I have had many occasions where there's a group of women together and everyone's having a jolly old time and feeling the sisterly love. And then one person will, yeah, definitely. And then one person will forget about how loaded this conversation is and offer a perspective on it and the energy of the room would just drop. And some people will be on their page and other people you can see in their eyes are like, oh, I just lost a friend. And it's fascinating to watch how sensitive people are on this topic.
0: It's it's really
1: crazy. I don't understand really why. Mm. It's just... It's coming from that mother mama bear place of... Mm what are you crazy? Like we need to do do this. Or what are you crazy? You should never do that. It's coming from those, as you said, polarizing places Mm -hmm. from the heart, from protecting your kid. And I'm one to believe that
0: politically, like if it's polarizing, which means some people think one thing and some people think another, like you got to have freedom on that issue. Mm -hmm. You can't force one, you know, if there's people like, on both sides you can you have to let, have freedom around it yeah and right now we actually don't really have freedom around this issue uh politically and legally
1: um which i personally think is crazy, crazy. it's crazy just the sheer fact that we are blackmailed into uh buying f- uh, f- you know from a pharmaceutical company a certain amount of their product and if we don't purchase that and play by those rules we get denied education. education. I don't think ever in the history education's no. been denied in America, right? No,
0: and no never. And you know what else it's like well maybe in like for like black people or for women at certain points there was not you couldn't get education. Mm-hmm. But Not right now. And also another thing that weirds me out is like the government deciding what should and can be injected Mm. into your Mm. body. I mean, that is like, that's like a penetration of your sacred vessel. That's Mm. like, to me, it can feel like rape, honestly. Mm. Like, you know, same sort of thing, Mm. like a big thing coming at you. Mm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully a big thing. Um, Yeah. Just, just the concept of being forced yeah. to inject a substance into my child and not have a right around it triggers me triggers to me as such well. a deep level. Just that point, not even going into what's in the vaccinations mm-hmm. and the adverse reactions that are possible and and,
0: oh, and you know they, they have very well documented um cases of adverse reaction. As a matter of fact, um the pharmaceutical companies have something called Vaccine Court, and I really get I I urge you to look this up because this is on Wikipedia. It's on. It's everywhere. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's like .gov. Um, they have. Um, vaccine court where they process vaccine injuries. So they have literally created an entire court system. There's not any other thing that has created its own court system. So this system. isn't a
1: public, uh, public this court is a system? A public
0: court system where taxpayers are, are paying for vaccine and in, vaccine injury compensation taxpayers. So that means the private pharmaceutical companies are benefiting from the production and sale of vaccines, but they're not being held responsible for the many, many cases of vaccine injury, which are processed in an entire court, which they, the, our government has set up called vaccine court. And the taxpayers are actually paying out settlements to the injured instead of the vaccine companies. Huh. And that's because... How did they manage that? The vaccine... Uh, the pharmaceutical companies have very powerful lobbyists, which are... They have special interest political lobbyists, which pay off politicians um, to get their legislation through. Hmm. Um. Another thing that I found out that was a little bit scary when I was researching that
1: this for this episode was... Um, that the information would be held um, that, that secret to that court, right? Like, how well, can no, people it's access actually, it's the records? It's actually public records. Oh, really, you can, you
0: can look up. They've they've paid out more than three billion billion with a B dollars of compensation to people, which is taxpayer money. It's not even the people who created wow. the vaccines. Okay, but not only, and that's public. You can find that what, on a vaccination a. Gov. injuries. Yes, for vaccine injuries. Wow, you can see the breakdown of how many people have had injuries, how many people have died and had serious injuries from each vaccine, it's public knowledge. Mm. But it's not given out publicly. You have to actually research to find that because that's not information that people want people to have access to, even though they they legally are obliged to put it online. Um, Another thing which I found was very scary was that the FDA and the CDC do not independently test vaccines. So that means that they are not testing them independently, that the pharmaceutical companies test their own vaccines and then they present the findings to, to the, the FDA. FDA. So the FDA is not testing it themselves. It's the only the pharmaceutical companies that are testing it and then they're presenting the findings. And anybody who's done science, I mean, hopefully there's morality, but there could not be. We don't of course know they're a business. Yeah, they're, they're going to present the best they're, case. They're profiting on our sickness in this case. And what else is that how you write the findings of your scientific study, how you spin the findings of your scientific study can really affect how it is presented so that that's not taken being taken into consideration either um another thing that's public knowledge online is vaccine ingredients so mm. you know
1: and this is my main concern it is there is some pretty well, not m- one of my main concerns there is, is def- the ingredients there, there is
0: definitely stuff in there that is um toxic toxic they um, do say um, that cool. it's such a
1: minuscule right. amount that it's not going to make a difference but it's clearly making enough of a difference to penetrate the immune system to inject the antibodies of whatever you're trying to protect your kid against. Right. So it is making... It's effective in some way. It's pretty effective to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that are in the vaccinations, ingredients that they're using that may not be common knowledge?
0: Things like aluminum, um, formaldehyde, things like... um, bovine serums, basically they'll take, um, uh, one, which was really freaky and I wish we had the exact words right now, but it was, um, basically they take stem cells from four month old aborted fetus baby girl fetuses, wow. and they put that in the vaccine. So there's basically bits of aborted How fetuses. How did they figure that out? I think they needed the stem cell. Like the, huh. there, There's something in a fetal cell, which is a, a cell that can basically um, turn into any other kind of cell. And lots of animal cells, is well. Lots there? of animal cells, bovine serums and What's cells. What's bovine serum? God only knows, but it's something maybe from the blood of cows, mm. but basically other animals, DNA and fetal DNA. And I wonder um, how
1: vegans who are vaccinating yeah, would feel it's about not, this.
0: It's definitely not vegan. So, so what do you think would, I mean, and what, what I think is just really crazy is that, um, our government knows enough that they've paid out $3 billion of vaccine injuries. So they know that there is a bio-individual element here where Mm -hmm. certain people can be injured Mm -hmm. or killed by vaccines. Mm. And some people aren't, and maybe the vast majority is not, but some people can be. So how is it conscionable? How is it possible that our government... To make it mandatory. To
1: make it mandatory. Yeah, you see, my whole question is if... uh, First of all, where did the urgency of this mandatory legislation come from? There's no epidemic, do you see it in no. epidemic around? No. So what was the incentive to all of a sudden quickly make it a mandatory legislation? Like there's for no me, answer. To the that. only incentive is business.
0: Yes, and from the pharmaceutical business. And they're raking it in, guys. They're raking it in at yeah, this point. With in America, with everyone to be just wanting that quick fix of a pill and like and who knows, I mean They, like I said, they profit on our sickness. They, they, they have actually an invested interest in us not being well because then we're not going to need pharmaceutical products. Mm -hmm. So I think that really needs to be considered. Um, I, I it's a big money business.
1: I also want, I want to
0: say though, also at this point that I have vaccinated my children. Yeah, my my children are not unvaccinated. They are, they are vaccinated. Um, So
1: let's let's talk about that. How first of all how old were they when you decided to vaccinate and what was your whole approach to vaccination so
0: my approach to vaccination was when I was pregnant with my first kid um I you know birthed with midwives and natural birth and so um basically through a place called the sanctuary which was a natural childbirth center in Los Angeles that no longer exists they um provided vaccine lectures so uh mm-hmm. So I happened to go to one because I, when i going into pregnancy and birth, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to vaccinate my kid. Like, why not? You know, Mm -hmm. of course, like I just didn't even think about it. Um, but it was actually going to that seminar where they did explain that, although basically in a vaccine, you have the, the, um, the cells from the va- the disease that you're vaccinating against the, okay the antibodies the antibodies but then you also um there there it's not just like a tube full of antibodies basically in order to preserve and to have the antibodies in a state where you could like store them and mm-hmm. s- like They're
1: effective and alive. They're effective
0: and alive and whatever they need, preservatives they need, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes in there other than the the antibodies. So that is where the questionable like things lie. And um, so what we decided to do as a, as parents was to get all the vaccines, but to not do the, the schedule where your kid gets like seven bombarded. vaccines at once, bombarded mm-hmm. as soon as they come out of the birth canal, they're like being injected. So we waited as long as we could and then we spread them out. And we never how, got how, more what than was one. was that? Six months you started out? Uh I can't... Yeah, maybe something like six months we started at, and then we just did one and then we waited for as long as possible and then we did another one. And then eventually, you know, we, we got caught up and, you know, my son is going to
1: public school next year and we're in and, you know, he's vaccinated. So... Okay. So let me ask you a question. In that moment where when you decide to give them the vaccination and you're in the room with them, did, did you watch them getting the injection? Yes. Okay, so what was your, um like, besides the fact it's an injection, no one likes seeing an injection go in anyone, but what was your gut instinct telling you? It was so you?
0: much anxiety around it. Like I, I ended up not being able to go back to the doctor with the kids because it was just like me having to go against every single... Ounce of my intuition.
1: Oh, so your intuition was telling you not to
0: vaccinate. Totally. Totally. Really? Yeah.
1: Like just because of the needle thing, do you think you got
0: freaked no. out or do you think it was a deeper it resonance, a deeper of, resonance is... of there's something wrong here? Huh?
1: And but how come you kept pushing it? Did Cause you... I felt like I had to really, so you felt blackmailed into doing yes. it really?
0: Absolutely. If there had been, because we were birthing right into this era of like, they took away the personal exemption choice in California. Hmm. Wow, um which is crazy to me that they would that's to me is is like rape it feels like rape to me um, so I would have absolutely taken the personal
1: exemption if I had had that choice, but I didn't and um, and so did you uh, what was your experience once your children had been vaccinated? did you see any adverse reactions yes, or were they completely yes. normal and fine? no
0: I every almost every time I saw an adverse reaction like what um, like the last time, Um, my son's thigh blew up to be as twice as big as it normally is. It was hot. It was red. It was like when you push on it, it, you know how like when the flesh is like red and expanded and you push on, it turns white Mm -hmm. kind of, it was like that. Um, really inflamed, really inflamed. You could feel a hard dot where the injection site had been Mm -hmm. a very hard, like nugget in there that took three weeks to dissipate. Um, Yeah.
1: Wow, and did Maisie have any? He complained any... of it, pain, but itching. there was no mental, emotional. Digression I didn't notice in any, any mental or emotional digression. Okay, mm, that's good. Yeah, so it was just maybe moving through his body, and he was having a bit of an inflammation reaction.
0: Yeah, clearly his body was fighting whatever that was, and it was something was going on
1: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've had some friends. Um, like very close people, you know. I've heard this isn't kind of like friends of friends of friends. Um, I've had very close friends tell me their personal stories. One was um, their little baby got vaccinated, and as they were leaving the doctor's office, she looked at the baby and she had become cross-eyed, and it had hit some optical. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, op- optical? Optical nerve, which, um. Uh, Did she ever cross-eyed. get uncross-eyed? Um, no, she's still wearing those <gasps> cute little baby glasses, the, the little ones that strap behind their head.
0: And they will do anything <laughs> to like tell you as any... They will not take responsibility.
1: Um, I bet like the doctor would never say it was mm-hmm. the vaccine. My other girlfriend's baby had a seizure directly <sighs> after the vaccination. Did they only get one or multiple? Um I'm not sure. but and How what, old was the baby? Um, the baby was a year, I think it was. Oh my God, so scary. And, you know, at the same time, there are many, 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 many kids that are perfectly fine after vaccination. Or so we think. And we also don't know how it's going to affect them in the future. Yeah, but I, I want to stay neutral in this. I want to be open and neutral because I know that there are pros and cons to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't want this to be a one-sided no. argument. I think that there are pros and cons. And right now we're just going through the, the shock of particular reactions and your personal experience. So, I mean, that's pretty scary as a mum to see some type of reaction and to just. Know, and what did the doctor say about that? The
0: doctor said it was it was a vaccine reaction, but it wouldn't be one that would be considered um, bad enough to get compensation for. And it's like a normal. And did they
1: did they divulge any further information than that? No, no, got it.
0: And, you know, just for me as a mother to know that I don't have a choice in this matter and to to really question the vaccine industry, the industry that's making the vaccine and to just not know, to not have trust there, Mm. to know that doctors are just taking um, the vaccine company's word for it. They're not doing testing independently. So Mm. everyone's just taking the vaccine company's word for it and the vaccine company is profiting. So to me, that just seems like a massive conflict of interest. But I want to say you're right that there is there of course there is like the pros, right? And these are the traditional pros that we get told mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. So it's like less obvious. I mean it's more obvious. Like um, well, you're going like to the prevent whole them. Mentality. So yeah.
1: if the majority of people are vaccinated against a certain disease then, and that's the reason why we don't have an epidemic right now. Or we could even
0: stamp out the disease potentially. If enough people are vaccinated, but vaccine, but diseases are alive and they're, they're constantly evolving. And what if that d- d- uh, disease evolves to the point where it's not, no longer.
1: Aren't there stories about children catching the disease that they were vaccinated oh, against? Oh, totally.
0: Like the Disneyland epidemic of quote unquote epidemic of measles or mumps or whatever that was. Um, most of the people were vaccinated. And that they still got, got it. it. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what happened there. I, I mean, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say <laughs> that, like, the pharmaceutical companies were, were like, "Let's start an outbreak so everybody has to get vaccinated."
1: Yeah, but then they're outing ourselves so with the people who already are vaccinated against that, and still they probably get didn't the disease. think that was going to happen. <laughs>
0: Cult. Another interesting thing is that it's the most educated communities that are not vaccinating. Mm-hmm. Like very high, the higher the high the places in the world where they're having trouble with getting that 100% vaccination rate is the most educated pocket. Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells you something too.
1: So, sorry, you are saying that... I tuned out there just for a second. I was just like, um, So you're saying that the highly educated pocket of society are the ones getting fully vaccinated. No. Are that, not.
0: The, 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 pro- the places where they're having problems getting everyone to get fully, fully vaccinated, vaccinated are the, educated are the, high, people. the highest educated so people. So people who
1: are probably doing their own research... Yep. And talking amongst each other. Yep,
0: and also thinking for themselves. I mean, just because I want people to have the facts, I will also say that doctors are given incentives by insurance companies to fully vaccinate. They get bonuses when they have a kid that's fully vaccinated. Hmm. So they have a they have given a financial incentive to doctors. It sounds like the government
1: also has some type of, um, you know, incentive, most probably financial, from the pharmaceutical company to insert this as a law. mandatory law. Well, in the I words would be of, fascinated to find out what that relationship the, is. It's, I and, don't think
0: it's so secret. I mean, in the words of Bernie Sanders, I remember so distinctly during the 2016 campaign, he said, the pharmaceutical lobbyists never lose. Yeah. They yeah. never
1: lose. Yeah, interesting. Really interesting. They. I mean, they must be getting a cut, right? Hmm.
0: Well, and the director of the CDC has just stepped down. This The director... Of the CDC has just stepped down because of her financial interests in pharmaceutical and tobacco companies. So what's that saying about her ethics? Exactly. That's
1: saying that the head of the CDC is financially entangled with the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. So she's clearly going to be pushing it. Clearly. Yeah. Wow. So you got to kind of think about the morality behind these companies. Or the lack,
0: yeah, the lack thereof. The because lack of in America, that's we have a scary. morality of capitalism. We have a morality of like, if it makes money, then mm. we're fine, you know. And so that's their morality. Their the the corporations' meant morality is we need to make money,
1: mm.
0: and let's let's do it. However, the mark, what a great marketing ploy! Uh, legal mandatory vaccine, le- a legal mandate is. The best marketing ploy you could ever have. Could you imagine if we could get the, a law where you were forced to buy our book? You yeah. were forced to. Like if you wanted to live in this country, you had to buy this book. Yeah. Then we'd be rich.
1: Yeah. Really, really smart rich. business business angle. Really smart. Yeah. And we would probably give that person making the law a bit of a cut. Oh, for yeah. The profits we're getting. Totally. Wow. We would. Something to think about. Just something to think about. Just think Uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean that this is all true. This is just all the research we've done in our opinion. Yeah. So, okay, I have a question for the parents (sighs) out there who, because I I would assume most parents have a conversation, again, um, around do we vaccinate, how often, you know, a lot of the time I think that, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of the time the men are the more practical you know, trusting in the government system, whatever. Because um, they're
0: thinking with their heads and not their Yeah, they're their, thinking with their heads and their a lot hearts. of mothers
1: are obviously more operating from the emotional, in tune with their children and the unseen kind of um, angle. What was your... Did, you, did, 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 did this conversation create any tension between you and your husband? Yes. Okay, so Absolutely. what was his take, what was your take and how did you come to a cohesive kind of conclusion?
0: I think that he would have fully
1: vaccinated on Mm -hmm. the schedule and never thought anything about it. Do you think that's because he was blindly trusting what his parents did and his parents' parents and what he was told and not doing any research? Yeah, I think that Jesse is... um, He lives in his head. And does he trust uh, the whole uh, uh, system?
0: Yeah, it's like like his family kind of um, took everything positive from the government that there is. Like, example is that both of his parents worked for pu- the public school system. Um, they, like, love the national parks. So they will like, go travel at the national parks. They just, like, think the government is actually providing services that are good and helpful. And they may be. And they may I'm be. I'm sure
1: there are a lot, which majority, which are incredibly helpful yes. and for the people. And,
0: like, and his parents are all about, like, maximizing that, you mm. know? Like, they... So they trust, they trust in the government in the government, in, you know. and you know, and I think that's 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 a legitimate way to think, because uh, I mean to think to, to question is to really get into like this whole like is there a conspiracy happening like of and a lot of people just don't they don't want to they don't want to go there, and there's also a lot of um public information that would um corroborate the public the the common view, mm. you know. Like they, that they have, like there's a lot, they could find a lot of evidence, like a lot of books. They could find probably 20 books that say vaccines are safe if they went course, to the library yeah. and they, they talked to 20 doctors and, and they all say what? that vaccines for those, are safe
1: for those 20 cases. I'm sure it was safe. Yeah. You know, but they don't, they probably don't mention, they don't mention the, it. the handful of cases that's uncircumspect. where there was injury and you need else. to
0: Exactly. That's like not a fair, that's like a, that's not a fair analysis of just like if we were to say everyone is vaccine injured, that would not be a fair analysis either, because yeah, and it's uh, not most people are not. Yeah, you know? And it's
1: not necessarily dangerous for no. everyone. For no. majority, I would say it's, it's probably not, not, it's dangerous not dangerous at all. It's Probably, yeah. So, so, so wait a second. So, how did you uh, and Jesse find peace um, on this subject? Well, the the
0: uh, the most recent peace that we found was through the Yi Ching. <laughs>
1: So, because side note: Jenna and I are obsessed <laughs> with I Ching since Maja gave us a reading. It's a divination tool. Uh, we did the reading um, called what was it called? It's it it magic was, is real. Yeah, magic is real. Um, Maja, our white witch friend, <clears throat> spoke about this divination tool, and then we even did a live divination reading session mm-hmm. where Jenna and I asked some pretty big questions about existence and life after death and. Even a political one was thrown in there. <laughs> and the I Ching, you, you, you throw these coins, you toss these ancient kind of Chinese coins. Although you could just do it with any coin. Yep. It's, it's all about heads and tails. It's more mystical if you say ancient Chinese coins. Come on. Yeah, well, okay. it's true. And then they give you back a detailed answer to your question. We are obsessed with it. Look into it. So much fun. Anyway, so you roll the I Ching asking them should I vaccinate or not? Well, basically what was happening was that,
0: um, you know, I like I told you just now, my, my son had a pretty severe... What I thought was a severe reaction to the last vaccine that he had, um, which was in his thigh, his thigh blew up. It was red. It was very, very swollen. It was just didn't seem right to me. And, um, it was actually right after we were researching for this episode. Mm. And so I was a little bit freaked out because I had too much information and I was like, I, I didn't want to get any more. He only had two more left for the, um, for his until school, was done entrance. On the yeah, until he was done. But I, I just really was like, I can't do this. And Jesse and I kind of got into it a little bit because Jesse was like, Well, why don't we just continue to do what we have been doing, which is just spread them out. Just he's almost there; he's going to get into school. And I was like, and I actually went into the doctor myself and I explained the situation. I explained that I, I felt like I was being blackmailed into doing this, and my my his right of education was going to get taken away from me. And because we do have a history, a family history of autoimmune diseases and and my children have both broken out in eczema directly after vaccines before, which is an autoimmune reaction. So because of that in our history, our doctor was um, able to say, well, we we can do a vaccine exemption. Um, But what might happen is that the school will challenge it and then he could still not go to school. So that's where we were at. And... um, Jesse and I were kind of at odds about it. So I ended up asking the Yi Ching.
1: Wait, did you take Jesse through all of your research and findings? Yes. And what was his um, rebuttal to that?
0: Um, no, he he got it. He was like, I see your point.
1: By the and, end but of he it.
0: still wanted to go ahead. Jesse just, yeah. You see, it's like, he just wanted to get it done and get him in school and have it all locked in. It's a practical noted. choice. It's just really practical. Yeah, it's the it, easiest it like route. The easiest route to get through all the hoops, you know. Like Jesse's a lawyer. How did he get all the way through law school? Let me tell you. He just jumped through a lot of hoops, you know? Yeah. And he just knows that you have to just jump through the right hoops to get to this and that and then the, the diploma, mm-hmm. and then they give you that. And then it's like he just wanted that for Milo, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why. Okay. And so, so you rolled the Yi I rolled the Yi Ching. And basically the Yi Ching told me that. Not to be an
1: extremist. Not to
0: be an extremist,
1: to be humble, mm-hmm. and to be yielding, and to... Um, Wait, you, you got to get the actual he- hexagram on this. It's pretty phenomenal. The first one you rolled... Yeah, the first
0: one I rolled literally said, said, said the sacred vessel. vessel. It was like sacred, sacred vessel, and it basically said that... They the, can
1: transmute whatever you yes, put into the sacred vessel. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's kind of detailed on... The question you posed. That's kind of crazy. And, but I still didn't
0: understand what it meant by that because I was like, does that mean that the kids are a sacred vessel? So don't inject them. Or does that mean the kids are a sacred vessel? So it's okay to inject them. (laughs) I just didn't know. And, um, so I asked for clarification. I actually rolled five times. Um, and I was like, angels, if you really want me to vaccinate my kids, then give me the same answer five times. And they basically did. And they, they basically, it was a little bit of evolving cause I didn't get like the exact same hexagrams, but it was giving the same message, which was to humble myself, to cut through my pride. Um, and you know, find they, a middle ground, find a middle ground and stay humble and connected to the facts. Um, I'm just looking at my notes right now. Yielding will connect you with heaven. And and oh, here's a quote. Let yielding, yielding means like letting it happen, mm-hmm. yet let yielding connect you with heaven and mutual resonance connect you with the people.
1: So translate that.
0: So to me that meant like that... If if I yielded on this issue that it would it would that the angels are fine with it that it would connect me to heaven, but also that there would be a mutual resonance between me and all the people. So it's almost as if like you know we were saying like you could lose friends over not mm-hmm. vaccinating. It's almost yeah. like people are gonna be like I'm gonna be in mutual resonance with people, uh-huh. others, you know, because I w- did choose to vaccinate. So, and then it, it brought me all the way back to the same exact hexagram that I rolled first. Um, wow. Saying that the sacred vessel can transform in holding, in containing, it can it can transform. Nothing can take the place of the vessel and its transformative power. Huh. Through the vessel, you can grasp renewal. So, in other words, I took that as like the body
1: will just renew itself. How has a it capacity to, to like move flush through it the out. toxins, yep. but have the pros of the antibodies and And that would be for your particular children someone else may roll the hexagram and get a different answer because they have a highly sensitive child with a sensory system that can't cope with a lot of you know that's sensitive to to major you know toxins or whatever it may be interesting yeah so i'm probably gonna just you know spread them out and just Okay. So let's talk about options for the parents out there who feel intuitively that their child's constitution may not be able to cope with a lot of these vaccinations. What are their options when it comes down to education, but also following and respecting their intuition that they don't want to vaccinate their kids? Well, I mean, what options do they have? For
0: those in California, I don't
1: are, exemption forms are the number one
0: thing. You right? cannot get the way that they have it on lockdown now. It's that it's it's nearly impossible to get an exemption. An form? exemption really? form. Well, like I said, like my doctor would give me an exemption form, but it's like the school wouldn't to have one that's like really like solid legit. and legit.
1: It's you it's have to have very a hard. Back up on that. It's,
0: yeah, it's very hard. So, what's the deal with homeschools? Um, so, a homeschool would be like if you choose to to educate your kid yourself. But what At about those community
1: homeschools? No,
0: see, that is not the case. If you have any kind of communal element, you're going to be forced to vaccinate.
1: Really? Yes. So the government is also making it mandatory for the homeschool packages. Com- well,
0: like, you know, for example, you, your Valentine's school is a homeschool. Mm-hmm. And that would still be considered a school and not a home because the like the school is, even though it's taking place in somebody's house, mm-hmm. it's still a school. So- homeschool is a term that only means um you yourself educating your kid at your own house that's what it means homeschool is like a thing that means that it's not like a school that's in a house Mm. no it's not okay it's absolutely not not when not when it comes to vaccines like when you say a kid was homeschooled you mean their that means their parents taught them in their own house it doesn't mean
1: they went to a house where other kids are are Okay, but there are schools which are running their own programs. They're not under the government program, like a private school.
0: Um, That would be called a private school, I guess. hmm. And that would still, you still
1: absolutely need to vaccinate. Got it. Okay. Under the new laws. So I mean, homeschool seems to be (laughs) one of the only options. Yeah, but are you actually going to like stay home with your kid all
0: day and educate them? (laughs) Like that's the only option.
1: If if motherhood is your career, and I think it's one of the most important careers on earth right now, then yes. But if motherhood isn't your career and you're trying to be a responsible parent and also have a separate career, then what are your choices?
0: Yeah. And you know, and yeah, it depends on the kid too, because I think um, some kids are just have a really sweet relationship with their parents and like maybe a homeschool situation could
1: work. I know my children are oppositional when it comes to me. There's they... also the social element where yeah. they get to an age where they want more than just their parents all day, every day. They thrive off that social element and they 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 really develop at a much faster pace when they're learning off all the kids around them. Right. So, hmm. so
0: yeah, we don't have many options left in California.
1: I do know that there are some incredible pediatricians who have personally had clients having reactions to vaccinations that they give them. And so they are a little bit more liberal in the way where they support parents as much as they can to make their own choice rather than feeling forced into it. And I do know that those established pediatricians, such as Dr. Jay Gordon, are able to um, you know, if it's valid, create um exemption forms for those families. And they actually support freedom of choice. And there on this topic. is there
0: is a doctor in San Diego where um you can fax them all of your family history and um uh, your child's vaccine injuries and your vac- whatever family history of autoimmune or whatever it is. And if they get all the paperwork and they pre-approve you, they will write you um a medical exemption. Mm -hmm. but like I said, there are liberal pediatricians and whatnot out there, but most pediatricians that you'll find will actually drop you from their practice. If you don't even want to do the schedule.
1: Wow. It's so, for me, I just keep coming back to how. I mean, that's against the Hippocratic law. Hippocratic oath. It's insane to, to force, force someone. That's I like mean, rape. what else? That is but rape. What else are we forced to do in regards to putting substances in our body? Nothing. And Nothing. especially
0: when they have such a clear evidence that it's not, it can kill somebody. There's been injured huh. death of every single vaccine. Huh. Every single one? Pretty much. At least one case of death if not like 21 or something like
1: more than that. Wow. Okay, do you have any more points on this topic? I mean, just as two mothers discussing this, trying to figure out what is best for our children and the best way forward with this, um, I just keep coming back to the place that I, I mean, just in my, you know, time as being a mother, watching Valentine and holding him up against all my other friends' babies, he is so uniquely himself in everything constitution physicality emotional everything and i i just for me i'm just so clear that as a mother you have all the answers and your intuition around what is best for your child if you're really tapped into them and understand them and you have to follow that. And for some mothers, I think it's a great it, – it, it, they don't have any qualms about it and their kid's constitution is really solid and strong and they, they do well with it. And for other kids, if you have that intuition where you're like, oh, they're just – it feels so against – I don't know, it feels like they're sensitive and it could have a reaction, you know, they could be one of those kids that digress um, mentally. After a set of vaccinations, trust that trust and your intuition. start asking questions. Start Ask questions. Asking, research yourself. Research yourself. Do your own research, but talk to other mums because I think that a lot of people, because it's such a heated topic, a lot of people don't offer their their experiences on this. And so talk to other mums who are close to you or if you're in mom networks and get a general consensus. And just above all, I would just trust your intuition on this. And if there's a will, there's a way. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah. And yeah, I would just say the same thing. And no do judgment your, at no the same judgment. time. Do your is... own research. And if you're on one side of the debate, just, yeah, don't judge the other side. That's a good start. Mm. And also do your own research and... Um, And hold strong, you know, because we're given this this false thought that doctors know best. And that is absolutely not true because really our intuition knows best about what's right for our bodies, our unique constitutions, and our children's unique constitutions.
1: Yeah, there are some cases where doctors do know best like how to fix a broken arm and whatever. But if you have
0: a broken arm that's sticking out of your body, you're going to have the intuition that you need the doctor to set it.
1: Like you're going to know that that's the right choice, you know? Um, There is, I, I think there really is a place for doctors, but it shouldn't trump your intuition as a mother when it comes down to if you should or shouldn't give them a vaccination or if you should or shouldn't feed them that type of food or whatever it may be. Just yeah. trust that intuition, yes. rather trust than be rather than dominated by the practicality or what everyone else is doing, yeah. or what the Ugh. system tells you to do, or what the doctor told you to do. Ugh. Don't let that override your innate wisdom and knowing. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Because no one else knows. No your kid one else like knows you, you like exactly. And
0: bio individuality is real. You know, yeah. we cannot treat everyone the same.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, that's great. You guys don't hate us, do you? <laughs> When we support you with whatever you want to do, we don't want to, we don't want to start a war. This is just a real topic that we're discussing personally. So we wanted to to join you, join you into the conversation instead of just not discuss it and just accept things. Okay. So do we have a little invitation for the listeners? Next time your doctor or friend or partner suggests something for your child, doesn't have to be on vaccinations, just anything diet wise or whether they should or should or shouldn't have screen time, whatever it may be, stop and check your resonance. Does this does this support your intuitive knowing around this or not? So just start exercising um, your intuition around these topics and really. Um, recognizing what is the ego and programming and what's intuition and your own truth. And that's all. We would love to hear your experience with this topic. Don't be afraid. <laughs> please let us know your thoughts on this. We are totally open to being proved wrong on anything that we have discussed. None of all of this is just our personal ideas and perspective and research. So please come into the conversation with us and leave in the comments box um, on this episode in the show notes your ideas and 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 your story around it. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your support and being on the path with us to just look a little bit deeper and find that intuitive spot where you can carve out the life of your dreams. So much love. We really hope you enjoyed today's app. Leave us a five-star review if you did like it and share the love. We'll fill you with us next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Visit our
0: website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.